Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. So you find yourself on a Saturday morning standing in Monticello, Kentucky, outside of a -a Save-A-Lot on a rainy day underneath an awning, and someone gives their heart to God. What just happened? Oh my goodness, it sounds like you filled a gap. It sounds like you found a gap that needed filled, and you were in the right place at the right time for God to fill the gap. Uh-oh. Well, back on the church planting series. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and So so what an awesome, and, and this is what, what episode three of, of discussing this. Yeah. I don't know how many episodes <laughs> we're in on this, but we, we've been talking about church planting and, yep. and, and identifying the unreached in your community and then how to... Um, uh, we well, we've not even got into how to penetrate that that gap once we identify it. But today we're going to talk about how to identify, not just identify, but to penetrate and move into that gap. Right. And the situation you just described mm-hmm. is a real life story. Yep. From yesterday, and we'll talk about that at our our church plant in Monticello, Kentucky. Uh, but um, <clears throat> let's just uh, let's just pick up where we left off uh, the last last week. Yeah. So in in quick summary, and if you want a more extended summary, just go back and listen to the previous podcast. <laughs> but we've talked about moving in as a church planter to a new community, identifying the gaps in the community, uh, the unreached, the folks that are not attending a service on a, on a weekend, and then um, some of the expectations that you need to set for yourself and your team and some of the, the things to look out for uh, before you even start identifying how to move into um, uh, those gaps with, uh, with the gospel. And so, and so today we're going we're gonna to just talk about how do we penetrate those gaps. Yeah. So we talked about identifying the ground and we talked about uh, how the farmer will go back and how they will actually sample the soil, see what the soil needs to make it good and fertile. And then we kind of dove in a little bit last week, and then we kind of jumped off about digging in deeper and to actually identifying the gap. And, you know, my mind goes back to yesterday as we stood in Monticello, as we were standing there at Save-A-Lot, and we were, and guys, we were really blessed yesterday to be involved with many different ministries as we reach out to the community. How many different ministries, Jamie? Ten? There was over ten. I counted eleven last night. So, see... Look at all these other ministries that came together in unity, and as we were reaching out to the community, spreading the good news of the gospel, praying for people, the spirit moving and stirring in hearts and lives, two young people standing right there on the sidewalk, uh, crying out to God and having an encounter with the Father. And, you know, my mind goes back to the book of Psalms, chapter 193. And I I, I think about this, it's so beautiful, as the psalmist would write, and starting at verse 6, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence? Folks, you don't know where you're going to be. But there's one thing that's so true in that. 
Lord, where am I going to go? How can I get away from your spirit? Where will I be able to flee without your presence being there? And you never know who you're going to encounter. Right. And you never know when the gap will be filled. Right. And you'll be able to minister into a heart or a life for the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And so, and as, as we think about that, um, you, you, you truly never know. And never mm-hmm. minimize. Never, never minimize no. an encounter with with someone, yeah, you know, I'll you know I'll, I'll share an an example of that. There was a uh, a lady that I, I met. Her name is Susan Lair. Susan, if you're listening, we we love you. Hey, you're, man. you're part of our journey family. Yeah, and uh, so so Susan Lair um, has become a linchpin in mm-hmm. in uh, the community of Monticello, but she was at a random service on yeah. a Friday night at a CR. Yeah. I happened to be speaking that night. She happened to be there that night. Mm-hmm. We happened to announce that we're planting a church in Monticello. Yeah. One thing led to another. And boy, she's introduced us to so many people oh, in the community. Yeah. And so you just never know what God has arranged and what seemed to be uh, a random happening. Mm-hmm. Tend to been was actually God's ordained time and place for him to intersect lives for his purpose in his kingdom. Yeah. And, and how some idea. <laughs> and so, so today we're going to talk about uh, a few different things and ways to, we're going to try. If we can't, we'll pick it up next week. We want to keep it at 20 minutes if we can ish. Um, but we want to talk about, um, uh, something called France. Yeah. F R A N S. Yeah. We're going to talk about gifts. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about the priesthood of the believer, yep. the priesthood of the believer. And then we're going to talk about partners and then proximity. All right. So let's dive in. What in the world is a Fran? A Fran. So if we're going to reach the unreached in our community, we're, we're not going to just parachute into this community as outsiders and reach the people no. in this community. They no. look at you with, cro- with cross eyes like, who are you and what no. are you doing here? You're, right. a, you're another one of them. Yep. Well, how many times have we been asked that question? Where are you all from? Yep. <laughs> So this is where a friend comes in. This is where a friend comes in. So a friend, F-R-A-N, a friend. Most people attend a church or an event or ice cream social. Yeah. It's a principle that's overarching. They attend because they were invited by a friend, somebody they trust. Yeah. So a friend, a relative, an acquaintance, or a neighbor. Yeah. And actually, I, I challenge you to do this. Survey your church. Survey your church or your club or your ice cream social group yeah. or your book club. Yeah, any so survey any of them, and they will. You will find that ninety percent or better of the time, every one of them are associated with that group or or church because they were invited by a friend or relative, an acquaintance or a neighbor. Yeah, it's think, a principle. Yeah, think about the churches that you've attended before. You just didn't really show up. You knew somebody. Somebody invited you. It's very, very common principle, but it's one that's sometimes overlooked. Yep. Yeah, big time. And so, so as we moved in uh, to Monticello, one of the first things we did is we we sat in our kitchen here oh. here in, in in my home and our ch- our church planting team uh, took white paper, put them on the wall, and identified. Who's going to be our friends? Yeah. And we had a lot of question marks. We did. And, and so, um, but, but we did identify two or three people, you know, that we thought would be friends. Yeah. But what we learned is that we began to engross ourselves in the community. 
Anthony will go to, uh, uh, I think you went to an, uh, an event where multiple ministries were Absolutely. in the community. Um, it was an, ad- an addiction recovery It was meeting. an addiction recovery and So tell us yeah. about how you met friends there. Oh, man. So it was a great opportunity to go in and actually sit down at the table. We all sat down, first of all. There was a big invite that went out, and we had the great opportunity to meet a person in the community that turned us on to this meeting that was going to happen where Monticello was getting, they wanted all the churches, all the groups to come together so they could battle addiction and bring addiction awareness to the forefront and where people could plug in to try to help. We were blessed with that opportunity to sit down. This happened pre-COVID now. This happened pre-COVID. But we sat down and we ate together. Mm-hmm. And as I was sitting there, I'm sit, I sat down and straight across from me, are the ones that developed the DADS in Monticello, Kentucky. Beautiful people, wonderful, great ministry. We started talking. We started reaching out. And before you knew it, you're involved. You you see them. You're being invited to their events. You're telling them what you're doing. They're excited. And you start plugging in. All these people start coming around. They're like, man, this is such and such. You know that new church that's up there and save a lot? Well, this is this is the, this guy's representing them. Mm-hmm. And then you go through and everybody's like, oh, yeah, I've seen your church. What right. do you guys do there? Right. And it's your opportunity to get that out. But we had that first initial contact right. that plugged us in to this right. meeting to allow it to explode out. Right, and, and and some of that was like a code call or a, or just to walk up and introduce yourself, but yeah. the, you know quickly you became uh, friends and affiliates, and mm-hmm. and so they begin to introduce, and so so developing those friends are are key, yeah. are, are key. So, um, I, for example, uh, I think we have uh, several couples in our church that are there, yeah, either because of CR, yeah, and the interactions we have with them at Celebrate Recovery meetings that we attended and became friends there yeah uh, others uh are because they were invited by a friend yeah and and so so uh, i challenge you to if you're planting a church if you're thinking about planting a church don't plant a service yeah. uh, because and in, in no matter how cool your service is or trendy your service is or how good your preaching is or how good your singing is or how fancy your building is or how how cool your lights are they don't care no about that nearly as much as they care about trusting the people that are inside so a friend is key so you know if you're if you're planting a church or thinking about planting a church or you're thinking about doing any kind of kingdom work. Yeah. Make a friend. That's true. Make a friend. You know, there's a saying, and it has so much sense, and it talks about trust. And to earn someone's trust, it takes so much time to earn trust in people's lives. Yep. So the saying is this, that trust is earned in spoonfuls, lost. but it's lost in bucketfuls. And to be somebody of your word, saying you're going to be able to do what you're saying you're going to do, mm-hmm. that means so much. And especially, I, you know, and I feel this, especially in church planning or in any, like Jamie said, in any ministry that you're going to get involved with, if you agree to it, if you say, man, I'm going to do this for the kingdom of God, then you know what? You need to follow through with that. Yep. Because that's going to build trust and people are going to see that you're just not some old fly by night that's just out there. Well, here I am. You know, they actually see it. They see you working in the kingdom. They see that you're following through, that you're wanting to move in the spirit of God and to see the kingdom grow and prosper. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at a conference in in Florida, in Orlando, Florida. Huge multi-state uh, uh, conference with healthcare executives, yeah. and we had one of the CEOs stand up, and he said, "I want to give you guys the secret to get doctors to trust you." 
Oh, wow. Because trust go. among administration and doctors are, are a challenge across the spectrum. Sure. It just is what it is. Yeah. And so much like the distrust between unbelievers and church leaders, so it's just it's there. Yeah. So it's the same principle. So um, here's what he said. He stood there and he gave the pregnant pause, like everybody's on the edge of the seat. This like, genius oh, is going to give us the, 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 the key. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got my notebook oh, and yeah. I got my pen. I'm ready. So here's what he says. <laughs> okay, guys, are you ready for the secret? I learned it a long time ago, and he kept going on. He said, here's what you do. Do what you say you'll do. Wow, yeah. Yeah. And then it. he stopped. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, drop the mic, walk away. <laughs> it's so simple. Everybody's like, you want to build trust? <laughs> you want to build trust? Number one, say clearly what, yeah. you, what you're going to do. Yeah. Number two, do what you said you were going to do. Yeah. And number three, Say that you did what you said you were going to do, yeah. and you're building trust. That's something that happens. You are. And so I think of that, um, you know, and in, 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 let's, let's, let's circle back around to friends uh, here, uh, and we're not going to get to all these today, which is okay. Yeah. But, but, but let's circle back around to friends. We never made friends in the context of our, our church building. No. No. Not no. one friend did we make no, there. No, not a one. Mm-mm. It's so true. Every single one of them were made outside the church. That's no joke. That's... That, it's the first time I thought about it like that, but it's the truth. I think I think we both just had this revelation as you said that. It's every bit of it is friends. No joke. We're just kind of sitting here in shock. <laughs> every friend we've made. Okay, uh, I'll give you a, an example. Catherine uh, and, and her family yeah. and, and Victor uh, is a new family to our church yeah. and uh, just a, just a neat a neat little family. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so here's how we met them. Yeah, outside the walls. Outside the walls, we had yeah. a table set up outside. Uh, yep. Some of the, I think the kids had set up a table out there that were giving out some clothes. Mm-hmm. And Catherine was up. We just walk out, have yeah. a conversation. She, we didn't even invite her to church. Yeah. She said, so when are you having service? And the next thing you know, we, we developed trust though, yeah. because we were actually serving a need. She mm-hmm. was there to get clothing and, and, and some, some, uh, goods that we had on the table. Yeah. And, um, we developed trust that way. Yeah. And so, so, you know, note this, if you're going to make friends, you're not going to, you're probably not going to make them inside the context of the walls of your church. No. It's so true. You need to be able to step out. And hey, let's be honest. This is outside your comfort zone. Yep. For for most, I'm 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 ready to. I, he without sin cast the first stone. This is very uncomfortable for me. I I love to stand back and to watch. Yep. <laughs> but you will find that if you reach out for the kingdom and you step out. Friends, you never step out alone. Yep. You're never alone in, yep. as you step out. And then you're going to make these contacts with people. Yep. And you become invested in their lives. Yep. Oh, uh, that's so and, cool. And here's a picture of that. Yeah. Okay. We got a guy in our church. His name is Raymond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raymond, Raymond. Cat, Raymond, I'm going to paint a picture. Yep. He always has a suit jacket and a cowboy hat. That's Raymond. Every service, he's yep. so consistent. I, I love the guy. Yeah. And so he he walks a lot. He does. Uh, he walks, and, and you know, everywhere he goes, he he, he tends to walk around the city, of Monticello. Yeah. And um, it just so happened uh, last week, um, there was a couple, a young couple, picked him up. Yep. as he was walking mm-hmm. and because uh, it was starting to rain or something like that and so uh, so they picked him up and and he actually shared a card with them and, yeah. and invited them to the event we had yesterday oh, at, wow. at, at, at journey <laughs> and so so it, it you know 
he became a friend he did. there with them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because he, he was, you know, in the car and socializing. And then, so he invites them. They come to our event yesterday. Yep. Uh, uh, immediately when they showed up, they, um, uh, Jeremy come over to me and he's, or, sorry, Jeremiah came over to me and he said, what can we do? Yeah. He didn't say, no. he, he came up and he said, yep. what can we do? And I yep. said, you know, we immediately plugged them in within five seconds. They had some pans yep. in their hands and they were cleaning and, yep. and it was, it was pretty cool, but, but it, that's another example yep. of, of that, that random yep. seemingly random event where someone builds trust and then they share uh, and then that invitation. And so France never, never underestimate the importance of those events yep. and those, those people that uh, can build trust in your community. So you want to reach them. Yeah. It, it's going to take those uh, w- w- guerrilla warfare. It's hand to hand combat uh, w- with the enemy, and 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 so you know, let's just let's just you know, I'm, I'm going to skip give some partners real quick and go to proximity because it, that's where we're at right now in the conversation. Yeah. Um, the next thing is is we said it two times here re- in the last little bit. It's not going to happen in the context of your walls. You got to be in the proximity of where the people are. Yep. Whether it's a social meeting about mm-hmm. the drug addiction awareness, whether yep. it's a celebrate recovery where yep. you're just there serving, find ways to feel a need in your community. And as you're feeling a need there, you're going to meet people there and develop trust because, you know, if if how many people trust a vacuum cleaner salesman? And if you're a vacuum cleaner salesman, guys, I don't mean to offend Sorry. you, but I don't trust you. You know, you, the, the, the thing is, you don't. So as a as a new church, you don't want to come across like you're selling vacuum cleaners in your no. community, you know, door to door. Hey, you got a minute for me to show you? You know, you, you know, Jesus never walked around uh, the, the shores of Galilee selling the gospel. No, he didn't. He no. walked around selling. Uh, meeting needs. Yeah. And it's so true. Oh, man. That, the vacuum cleaner salesman, that was awesome. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, you know, and this goes back in, the service in the park, the the block party. You know, these are, these are, these are things that seem so absolutely simple. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. They're hard to put together. <laughs> they're hard to put together. And, the, and, you know, and to have a good team that can stand by and that can help and support these ministries as you reach out. But my goodness, the, the park, I love the, and I keep going back to this, but the park, you know, the proximity where we were at, we were in the park, you know, we got the shelter, we set the shelter up, we throw hot dogs, we throw hamburgers on the grill, we start grilling, we start playing Christian music and people just start coming, walking over yep. just <clears throat> randomly. And then Thank God for young disciples, our children. These, and I, I'm so impressed yeah. with the children yeah. that the Lord has blessed us to have. Mm-hmm. These four beautiful believers of God are rock solid in their faith. You hand them a stack of cards and look at them and say, We want you guys to go and to deliver the gospel, hand these cards out, invite everybody over. And it's not, they don't stand back saying, well, where are we going to go? It's like it's a race. Who can go and get the most people at that moment of time? Guys, what if we all had that desire? What if we all could have that desire? Mm. But you reach out and people come and they start hearing, they start seeing, and they start worshiping, they start interacting. And your proximity all of a sudden starts blowing up and you start making friends. Yep. 
Yeah, and, 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 and that's a beautiful example, Anthony. And, and those four kids, Anthony's got a, a son and a daughter, Zach and Abby. Uh, Jackson and Jaylee are my, my son and daughter. And I'm telling you, those kids are warriors. They are. I would have never, never. had that kind of boldness no as, as a child. And Mm-mm. so that, that's encouraging to know no. that, that that generation is is engaged in that. And and, and, um, and, and, and so just, just the example of the proximity. Yeah. You know, and, and back to the, back to Jesus there, he, he never put up a, he could have put up a building mm-hmm. and, and put up a sign oh, yeah. and said, you know, the son of God's house, yeah. you know, everybody come on in, uh, big and, flashing and lights. Probably would have, I mean, a lot of people would have came, oh, yeah. uh, but who would have, who would have dominated the scene would have been the most religious or the most, That's you right. know, the people looking for, but, but what happened is Jesus Jesus left the crowds a yep. lot of times, and he went to Matthew, and he yep. went to uh, Peter, yep. and he went to James and yep. John, and he he spent time with them. Yep. Then he went to the woman at the with the, at the well. Yes. He, he went to the woman with the issue. Yes. He went to the and so he he was on scene. Yeah, and I think if we're going to plant uh, successful churches uh, that are that are making disciples in our communities, we're going to have to go on site and on scene yep. where the pain is. Yep. So if you want to fill a gap, you got to go where the pain is. That's right. Is it comfortable? No, it's not comfortable. But is it rewarding? Absolutely. It's rewarding to see lives changed for the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. It's nothing that you're doing. All you are is a willing vessel for the servant's use, for him to mold you, to shape you, for you to work in the gift that he's given you and to fulfill the purpose that God has put into your life. How beautiful that is. Mm. But is it, is it nerve-wracking? Oh, yeah. The moment it don't become nerve-wracking, you got a problem. That's right. It should always you should always understand the severity of the gospel and the situation that you find yourself in. You're bringing people from death to life. Right. That's fun. So yesterday morning, and I know we're getting ready to You're wrap good. up. You're good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to turn it back over to you. <laughs> yesterday morning, as we were sitting in Bible study, Brother Sean Dunn, what a great man of God. Thank the world of him. Love him dearly. As we were sitting there, Sean was talking. He said, you know, people talk about miracles today, about people that are unable to walk and unable to talk. And then they have the ability to walk and the ability to talk again. He said, you know, that's great. He said, but you'll never witness a greater miracle than when somebody comes from death to life. When somebody finds Christ and they have that encounter with God, Mm. he said, that is the biggest miracle of all. Amen. Oh, I love it. So true. Amen. So true. And here's the here's the key in this. As you're stepping out in the gifts God's given you in the proximity and you're in this ground, you've identified the friends and you're stepping out, you're getting to be part of it. You're getting to be part of it. You're getting to be part of God's plan to see God in action, to see God moving, stirring, and shaking in lives. That's exciting. Yes, it is. Oh, I'll be quiet. <clears throat> no, no, no. And, and keep going because... I mean, you're 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 hitting those buttons where we are act, we're blessed to be a part of what God is doing. That's right. So He's not a part of what we're doing. We're a part of Him. We get to be a part of what He's mm, doing. Thank you, Father. And so we're not we're not paving a new road here. Mm-hmm. We're just merging into the highway oh. of holiness. What God is doing. We're just merging into it. Yeah. And and when He begins to move. There's no amount of sweat. No. There's no amount of grit. There's mm-hmm. no amount of I'm going to force it. It is like yesterday. And guys, I know we're we're getting we're getting up on that 20 minutes, but 
I've got to share this. Yesterday, when when the Holy Spirit began to start moving, and we're going to talk more about this next week, yeah, because next week we're going to talk about uh, the, the gifts yeah. and partners, and yeah. then more about uh, the event here, the block party. But um, Anthony alluded to those souls who came to Christ yesterday. Yeah. Um, we did not have to preach for an hour on a stump. Nope. For that, the Holy Spirit did more work, yeah. and and here's what happened. We we were not actually involved in in the witnessing of, no. to those people. No, I don't even know the people Mm-mm. that were involved hardly. No. I, I, maybe one of them I knew in the, in the group, but boy, yeah, they they came to us and said, "Hey, these girls are coming to Christ. They need they need you to pray with them." So yeah. Next thing you know, oh. and I'm like, they're dragging me through oh, yeah. the crowd of people to pray with these girls, <laughs> and I'm thinking, man. You know, yeah. that's that's a beautiful example mm-hmm. of, of of God bringing people together and Him doing the work, and we're just merging into the work. Oh man, of what God is doing! Oh, to see God moving, man, and oh, and it's no joke, guys. Is so I was in the back of the building, and I came back around, and though they were worshiping, they were singing, and I looked out front, and there was this huge crowd of probably. 40 people, 40, 50 people all gathered around, hands raised, crying out to God, tears flowing. And you saw these two little heads right in the middle of them, crying, crying out to God. And, and you, you know what? You got to be part of it. Yes. You got to be part of it. Oh. Okay. This is, where, this, and this is where it happened. Everybody's walking in to save a lot. Yeah. Get the scene. Yeah. There's a nail salon, a barber shop, yep. a Mexican restaurant, and save a lot. That's right. right here. Donut shop. Donut shop. <laughs> and so all these people are driving by yep. and they're seeing God moving. Yeah. And and it's just oh and, and so we get to be a part of it. Yeah. And literally. It, it it's like um we, you couldn't have thought it up. You couldn't have imagined it up. You mm-hmm. couldn't draw it up. Um, no. But, you know, as much as we could have tried to force it, yeah. the Holy Spirit does more in a moment yeah. than we could do in a million years. So what was so awesome about this is after these two prayed through, and I know we're at time, but, You're good. but after these two prayed through, we were approached, and they said, hey, you got to come meet this lady over here. Me and Jamie's like, all right, who are we going to go meet? We get to walk over and we get to meet the grandma or the yeah. great grandma. It was the grandma. It was, it was the grandma. The yeah. grandma of these two young kids that had brought them to this event just so they could look around, you know, they could get the food, just to be part of it. And we got to look at her as she's sitting there just overjoyed. She really didn't even know what to say. But as she was sitting there, and you know, you look at her and you and to look at her and say, Would you've ever dreamed that when you brought them up here? that they had had an encounter with God. You never know where you're going to be. Yep. You never know where you're going to be. And this goes back to what we read at the beginning. Lord, where will I go that your spirit won't be there? Lord, how could I, where, where could I possibly be that you're not going to be with me? Father, wherever I'm at, Lord, if I, make, if I make my bed in hell, Lord, you are still there. His presence goes with us wherever we're at. He's always with us. And if we are plugged in, as Jamie said, on this highway of holiness, if we're, if we're plugged in, we've merged in, we're in this line, we're plugged into the kingdom, wherever we're at, you are always ready to be that vessel for God, to be that voice of the one crying in a wilderness to make straight the way of the Lord. That's what you get to do. But it takes you, first of all, 
you got to show up. <laughs> show up. You got to show up. Show up. It's a fixed fight. It is. Guys, next week, uh, we're going to cover the gifts. We're going to cover um, identifying the gifts and the priesthood of the believer. We're going to cover partners, hopefully. And then we're going to talk more about the event on Saturday, this last past Saturday. Yeah. And until next week, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.